0: Welcome to the Valley of the
1: Lost, a podcast where we look into missing persons and murder in our great state, Arizona. I'm Nicole. I'm Anne. Grab a drink. Get comfy. And let's get lost. All right. Welcome, guys. Welcome back to Valley of the Lost. Where Woo-hoo. we talk about murder and missing persons and some gruesome shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, we couldn't go camping because our car broke down. It's Oops. like an oil panel thingy. Yeah. So, this was another story that we had planned for the Chiricahuas. And it, I don't know, have you guys ever heard of Paul, F- Paul Fugate?
0: Paul yes. Fugate? yes what do you do you know a lot do you want me to say what i know or do you want me to hold off (laughs) say what you know girl um that he was a park ranger that went on the nature trail and then never came back
1: that is absolutely correct hey (laughs) (laughs) absolutely correct he is the only park ranger in um i said um oh cheers I feel like I didn't say that at all in the last episode, and I think it's because you were telling the story. <laughs> now all of a sudden, I'm telling the story, and it's like, um, so he's a US park ranger who went missing in 1980, January 13th. He is the only park ranger to ever go missing and never be found, like not a single trace, like just not, not a remnant of clothing, not a drop of blood. Paul Fugit, the missing park ranger, episode, I think we're on five or six, six. Episode Uh, 6. That will be (laughs) 7. Paul Fugate. He went missing on January 13th, 1980. He was working as a park ranger in the Chiricahua National Monument in Southeastern Arizona. There are several theories from the investigators as per we discussed and from online internet sleuths which those get like kind of insane but I felt like I wanted to include them. Yeah. Um, We'll even hear from some psychic later on i honestly like i like psychics they're cool but i just yeah. i don't i'm not fully like i don't fully trust them all the time because i do feel like sometimes they come in and kind of fudge up investigations sometimes like not the real psychics like i do think there are people out there that see what you're saying are gifted yeah. you know what i right. mean of course um so and i don't know too much about this one i just saw a small clip it and like honestly like yeah we'll, we'll get there Okay, Okay. I digress. (laughs) (laughs) He's never been found. Nobody can really say for sure. Like I was saying, there's tons of theories. Nobody can say for really sure what happened to him. He just simply vanished without a trace. One has to ask themselves as well, how does a park ranger go missing in the park that they are currently working in, like while on the job?
0: Seriously. So,
1: and like before we get into like the whole like who is Paul when did Paul go missing? All of that. I want to talk a little bit just about like I want to set the scene of like the Chiricahua, um, the like the national monument. And there is a difference between like the part, like the mountains and the monument park. The monument park is only like sixteen to eighteen miles like wide. It's kind of actually really small. But in comparison to like the mountain, like it, there's it's a huge, huge mountain. Like the park itself is pretty small.
0: <laughs> so he was in the park section? The- Yes, yeah,
1: on the nature trail, which is, it's a really cute trail. I've actually been on it before. Like, when I heard this story, like, I was, it was after the fact, and I was like, what? Like, that's a really cute little, like, one-mile trail. But, all right, so the monument is part of a park system located within the Chiricahua Mountains. Like I was saying, they are connected as an isolated sky island, more than 5400 feet above the sonoran desert floor it was established in 1924 the park was to protect the tall stone spires also known as hoodoos it's also to be the site of numerous battles in the apache wars with native leaders like cochise and geronimo the monument itself has just it's an 8 mile dead end road with like a single campground and all like mul- there's multiple trail systems but they can all be hiked like within a day so just it's, it's the monument isn't that big.
0: No, it's really um, small. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's it's really small. Um Nicole, you've been there backpacking. Like you know, yeah. like yeah. it's beautiful, but it's yeah. not that big.
0: <laughs> it's not, yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of people that have gone um, missing in it
1: right we'll definitely be doing more from that area so he was born on september 2nd 1938 in brooklyn new york he was the oldest of six kids uh, when world two broke out when world war two broke out his parents moved them to their hometown of fort worth texas they lived in a small two bedroom house as a teenager paul would grow jurassic sized castor bean plants in their backyard he once actually he tamed a crow like what? he tamed a crow well yeah, like, and he he trained it to, like, dive bomb his neighbor who would, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah like, he wasn't a very nice guy. Like, they, they would get into it. And yeah, which I, oh again, God. like, he seems like somebody that I would really honestly want to hang out with. His dad was a hard ass, I, right? His dad was a hard ass who rigidly enforced rules. And when I read that, like, I kind of pictured Red from that 70s show.
0: <laughs> nice, And I pictured, yes. like,
1: little hippie Paul, you know what I mean? Like, right. That's <laughs> exactly yeah. what I imagine.
0: Okay, cool.
1: Uh, <laughs> and Paul never really understood, like, why his father was like that. Later on, Paul would actually stand up to his father, refusing to sign a loyalty oath in college and protesting the Vietnam War. Paul was a hippie, and I absolutely love it, and I'm here for it, and me too, man. Love it. <laughs> Back from... <laughs> right he sounds honestly like he seems like someone I would definitely want to hang out with I don't know if I would have ever been like "Mm, Paul but and you'll see why later but he seems like someone I would definitely want to hang out with and talk to I think all of us would probably with all of like our love of nature you know
0: right yeah um
1: back from college in the summer 1962 Paul would meet his future wife Dottie her legal birth name is Mary Ann. She was visiting her sister, his sisters, when she wandered into his dining room, and like lightning, she knew they were to be married.
0: Aww. It must have,
1: right? And it must have been his Buddy Holly glasses that he wore. He asked if she wanted to see his gun, and she's like, "Does Raggedy Ann have stuffed tits?" And he was like. She's like, hell yeah, it does. And she's like, I do. um But that's not really how it went. That's just like me in my head because Paul had many interests, but a career and paying taxes were not on his radar. He ended up with a degree in biology from Arling- Arlington University. Paul and Dottie married on December 11th, 1964. So two years after they met, they were very much in love. And soon after he began his work as a park ranger in our national parks. He first worked at Carlsbad Cavern in New Mexico, then Arizona's Navajo National Monument. He continued to take a stand against the man at the Navajo Monument. It was Superintendent Jack Williams, who Paul nicknamed Smokey the Pig. Uh, And (laughs) the the disdain was mutual. In a letter, William chastised Paul for his laziness and appearance. He wrote, if you want to look and live like a hippie, that is certainly your prerogative, but not here at Navajo National Monument. He was annoyed that he couldn't just fire Paul. William said, quote, I do not understand the breed now coming into the National Park Service these days, end quote. Oh, well. This was, <laughs> right? This was all to the regional, this this letter that he wrote was all to the regional director and got Paul transferred to the other park. Needless to say, he was not here for Paul's hippie dippy bullshit. I would have been though.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, you're
1: a park ranger. Come on, man. And if you have looked at pictures of Paul, he is like literally yeah. the stereotypical what you think of a park ranger. That's yes. what he looked
0: like. Totally. Right? Down to right. the glasses. Down to the glasses.
1: The glasses, the hair, the yeah. tall, slender bod. Like, everything mm-hmm. about him just is naturalist yeah. park ranger. Yeah. In 1970, Paul and Dottie came to the Chiricahua National Monument. Paul Fugate was, was an extreme naturalist. Like, yeah, right, I think I just said that. My notes. Come on. And spent his days answering visit- visitor questions and curated exhibits. And he put together trail guides and plant lists, which I just think would be awesome. He was still a hippie and would smoke the ganja if the mood struck. He began to wear a Fu Manchui, or I had to look that up. It's a handlebar mustache. Oh. Which he was actually cited for, Nicole. They cited him for a they violation. cited the park ranger? Yep, yeah, for his appearance. And I... Honestly, is Handlebar, me- like, come on. Come on, guys. Like, when are we going to stop, like, like citing like, people
0: for letting them live? <laughs> I feel like that's got to be, like, a thing for park rangers to have a mustache, right? Like, I mean, like, facial right? hair. And, handle- and
1: Handlebar 1 just fits with, like, the era, you know? Like, yeah. it's the 70s. Come
0: on. He wasn't working I mean, in porn. He was like, a park ranger. Bro. And also, don't we just make- care that they're taking care of wherever they're, whatever they're taking care of like why are we concerned with their appearance
1: like the superintendent said i don't know about this breed coming into the park service these days
0: or whatever whatever he said right like yeah it's ridiculous it's just the war of the hippie isn't it like that's really what it is
1: it really is and his mustache really was like all the like so much controversy in the park service and then he was actually cited again and then fired um less than a year later just for like his attitude it sounds like somebody really had it out for him in the park service like that's what it kind of sounded like to me and there's and there's more to that as well so like you'll you'll see. yeah when he was fired he began to work on his master's degree in the, at the university of Arizona and one of his botany classmates at U of a named a plant species in his honor after he went missing. It's a flowering desert perennial called Amsonia Fugati. Cool. Which, yeah, I just thought that was really cool. Guys. I don't know if you guessed this by not by now. I'm a hippie and I can not drink alcohol very well.
0: <laughs> in case you're wondering, <laughs> okay, just
1: just in case you are wondering, I have seen multiple different articles saying this was that this was the time. So he, again, guys, he, he's still married. This was the time that his relationship began to evolve into an open marriage. Oh. I said open. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Paul had a few lovers that were known by his wife. It's said that she was fine with this as long as it was just physical and didn't become emotional. His first affair was with a Becky Orozco, a 19-year-old park aide. Then in 1978, he met another beauty who preferred to not be named in previous articles that I could find uh, uh, and who was also about 20 years younger who also worked at the park and you'll see why you, And you'll see why she doesn't want to be named later. Like it, it will make sense. So come to January 13th, 1980. Oh yeah. And he got his job back as well. He actually ended up by working with a uh, civil rights lawyer for wrongful termination. It took about five years, but he got his job back at the national park and was back at the Chiricahua's. Wow. So I know I said he was fired, but he came back. And so here we go. And January 13th, 1980, at about 2 p.m. on a Sunday, he was last seen stepping out of the Chiricahua National Monument Visitor Center to hike a trail. He was wearing the standard park uniform and carrying a green down parka. I'm going to do a trail, he announced to the aide, and that he wasn't going to be back until by f- until about 4.30 or 5, and if he wasn't back by about 4.30, to just to lock up without him. Earlier in the day, he, dropped, he had dropped his lover off at a trailhead so she could hike back to the visitor center. She was actually staying with him in his cabin. But about 8 p.m., she no- notified Ted Scott, the monument superintendent. Scott got another ranger, and they began on foot looking for Paul. But sadly, he was never seen again. On January 14th, the Cochise County Sheriff's Office became involved and the search team searched the monument area extensively but found no sign of him. But they also stopped at the monument's boundaries, so they didn't go any farther than just the National Monument Park, like the park. So that's a really small area to search, I feel like. I don't know. The Park Service initially suspected the worst, and that foul play was involved and filed a report with local authorities. On January 14th, the Cochise County Sheriff's Office became involved with a search party. 22 people were on the ground, plus a dog. By the next day, the National Guard had a helicopter in the air looking for him, plus another 16 volunteers were stationed at the visitor center. On January 17th, I read somewhere that it actually began to snow. So that wouldn't be good. Um, There's not really much more that was said about that, but just that there was snow. So, I mean, and again, it's January in the Chiricahuas. It does get, we were going to go there for April and it was going to be like in the low 30s. Yeah. So it definitely gets cold there. And then days go by, days go by. And about five days later, There was a solid lead that came in from a Dick and Joy Horton who became, who happened to be an acquaintance of Paul. So a friend, right? Yeah. He had described seeing him the day he went missing. He saw him in his uniform slumped between, between two men in a pickup truck. Dick went under hypnosis and was able to describe the truck and Paul's state. He recalled that he looked sad and dejected. The pickup was dark green with a camper shell. The driver was a man in his 30s with a Kenny Rogers beard. He wore a black, white, and red plaid shirt, and the second man had on a green jacket, possibly Paul's own ranger parka. Jack Davis, director of the Park Service Western Region, dismissed this, but others that were in the monument that day recall seeing a similar similar vehicle spin out tracks on a dirt road near the Fairway Ranch and had signs of a scuffle. Ooh. which... A search of his cabin showed that he left his wallet with $300 cash money in it and a very valuable gun collection and some pricey camera equipment. So,
0: yeah, he wasn't planning on going missing.
1: That's, I mean, to me, it sounds like I would plan to come back to that. I don't know about anybody else. But on the other hand, it also seems like it could be a good way to throw people off.
0: Mm, Touche. (laughs)
1: so there's so many theories there were rumors that like right here there were rumors that he ran out to start a new life with his pregnant girlfriend his lover who was staying with who was actually with child
0: but later yeah
1: but later the pregnancy was terminated that was after he went missing i'm pretty sure and i'm pretty sure that's why she didn't want to be named Yeah, she didn't want her name out there. And honestly, I don't really blame her. Yeah, for real. His wife, Dottie, who was residing in Tucson, and she worked as a science photographer at U of A. She arrived at the park four days after he went missing. She said that local authorities had her remain in her home just in case it was a ransom. And they called her. But I couldn't find anything from the authorities like confirming that or
0: anything like that. Why would, yeah, why would they think that that was a... So, hmm, here is,
1: yeah, and so now I'm going to open it up to some theories for you and I about what possibly happened in 19, and in 1983, somebody claimed to have seen him in Bend, Oregon. However, this did not pan out. It wasn't him. That July, um, Cochise County Sheriff's Office actually said that Paul Fugit was murdered and that the... The arrest of more than one person was imminent and the case is still open today and in 2008 18 in 2018 the reward has gone up to $60,000 for any any information like good information leading to Paul's disappearance and I feel like that's like a decent amount of money for somebody who went missing in 1980 that's like 42 years ago yeah right yeah so What do you think happened, Nicole? Before I tell you my theories, I want to know what you think
0: (sighs) happened. Gosh. Well, if he died in the park, if he died, like, if he had a massive heart attack, or even if he got jumped and got beat up, they would have found him on the trail. So it's definitely a possibility that he could have... He seemed, like, kind of like a saucy kind of guy. So, you know, maybe he was, like, feeling saucy in the woods and came across those people, and him being the park ranger you know, was like, hey, buddy, don't be messing up my forest. And they were like... That's how his
1: dad raised him. Like, that is right on. Like, I'm right there with you on that. Like... Yeah. Because I feel like that's how his dad kind of raised him. That was his family's mantra growing up, kind of, was not to take shit. Yeah. Yeah, and follow the rules. And, like, you know, and at his park, I feel like he would be like, that's that's my home. That's my turf. You know what I mean? Right.
0: I think he would defend it. So that's probably my theory and that his body just hasn't been found at, and or maybe he was just like dumped somewhere and being the kind of guy that he is just started a new life and said, "Well, I don't really want to go back to that." and just started a new life. Um I don't know. I, to me it just always seems so insane when people go missing and even if they are deceased that like their bodies are never found. Like that, to me, that just does not, I cannot comprehend
1: that. It doesn't make any sense. It does. I have like six different theories that are all out there on the internet, guys. Like, okay, it's go. crazy. What is it's it? It's so me. nuts.
0: I mean, and then there's I, aliens, too. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: completely agree with you, Nicole. I think that he walked up on something that he shouldn't have seen. That's truly what I believe. But, I, I mean, I've got more. <laughs> okay. Let's hear this. So- So theory one, Paul walked into a situation he shouldn't have seen. This area is known to be a hot area for drug and human trafficking. The trail he went on, I believe, was the nature trail, which is one that we had taken. We already talked about that. We wanted to see the fairway ranch and spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. It's creepy. It's really creepy. It's really cool, but it definitely has its own vibe to it. Okay. and did he maybe see something there there's a lot of there's everything kind of on this theory it all kind of comes back to the fairway okay. that's where those those tracks that scuffle was mm-hmm. said to have happened where they saw the car pull out it was at the fairway hmm. so d- did he see something were those two men that were he was slumped between did they murder him i and i again i just i also have to bring up the friend that saw him in the truck, like, I feel like why would it take you five days to like report that about your your friend? Like an acquaintance is a friend, right? Like yeah, so I'm just gonna throw that out there real quick. But in the end in 2014, there was an incident and I just again, this is a side note. I just want to bring this up. there was a, another park employee. Her name was Karen Gonzalez. She was brutally assaulted. And nearly killed at the Fairway Ranch.
0: Okay. So,
1: lots of crazy ass shit. It's bad juju. Lots of crazy. Ass, I'm not saying that's why that happened, but just lots of bad shit tends. I think I feel like happens there. It's a hot spot. Yeah. Um. It's a yeah. It's a hot spot for just. Fu- it's it had a vibe. A psychic that Dottie had actually brought in on her own had a vision of two men standing over a woman's drugged, unconscious body and had seen paul witnessing it oh she would and in this vision the men subdued him shoved drugs down his throat and threw his body somewhere across the mexico border and again i don't again not all psychics are trustworthy good people and especially at this time i feel like that was kind of the daytime television at like, you know what I mean? Like that was kind of like what was on TV. Like it was all about psychics and things like that. And it was new and new age and all of like, which is a lot of people in the
0: Southwest,
1: <laughs> but yeah, it that's what the time, right? Yeah. But I feel like this would have really have upset, upset his wife a lot. So if that was what happened, hopefully maybe we can figure that out. And bring some people to justice.
0: Yeah, man. And give
1: his wife some peace. I, I don't know. One of an article I read basically said that it seems like Dottie's still waiting for him to come home, like come uh. home to return to her. Yeah, and they really did have a cute, like, there is some theories, you'll see, but. It does seem like they had a really good relationship. One that's like... like They seemed like they had relationship goals. But, you know, it's not always the case. Right? So, in theory, too, he ran off to start a new life. Okay. Over the years... Yeah, you know, like... Yeah, over the years, many rumors have surfaced of people saying that they saw him, but none have actually panned out to be Paul. They were all false leads. Many say that he may have ran off with his girlfriend who was pregnant... Um, and the park service ended up by actually saying a year later in 1981 that he was fired for abandoning his post, which is funny because he actually went missing in 1980. So What? what? Right. So, and then this, this comes back to kind of what I was saying about the, someone at the park service really must've had it in for him. Like they must've, he must've rubbed some people the wrong way because, dang that's yeah. crazy they actually and they had been paying his wife um since he went missing his salary that's good and they ended up by actually asking for it back with 11 percent interest what yeah she had a certain time within it it being in effect but yeah. they retrodated it to the day he went missing and it was done a year oh later. So
0: there was God. no way.
1: Right. Right.
0: I mean, okay, fine. Ask for your money back. But damn, 11% interest? Why? Right. And it was like In the, the 80s. Yeah. That was like high time. People had money back then.
1: Yeah. and it, The it, farmers had money back, back then. Not a good look for the government. <laughs> not a good right? look for the government at all. And again, like, so somebody really must have had it out for Paul.
0: Damn, he pissed off the wrong and, person.
1: Right and I feel like that could also like bring up so many like theories in that in and of itself you know what I mean right. like totally just from him being fired the whole thing with the handlebar mustache the the letter with his previous superintendent superintendent at the other park like yeah he just had a lot of issues with the national park service Jeez. but he seems like he would have been like the best employee at the same time Like, he seemed super dedicated. He made plant lists and, like...
0: Yeah, did the things.
1: Right. So, and now we... I'm going to come now to... Oh, yeah. So, just to add on to, to all of that, like... He probably didn't run off to start a new life. Again, he had the $300, his ID, his camera equipment, his his guns. And we all know that he loves his guns. That was the first thing he ever said to Dottie. I, I really don't think that he ran off and started a new life. I don't think so either. That's not. So in theory three, did the wife do it?
0: The Ooh. wife always does it.
1: The husband always, always does it. The wife always does it, right? Okay. So she didn't show up, like I said previously, four days until after he was missing. Okay. Um, No one, nobody in the sheriff's department was ever like, like nobody corroborated. No one ever said like, yeah, we asked her to stay there because of the ransom. Um, He was a park ranger. He didn't have a lot of money. Chances are he wasn't being held ransom. Hmm. So I I don't know how I feel about and maybe they did like, you know, I don't know. I wasn't yeah. there. I'm only, mm-hmm. I'm only reporting what I have read. Yeah. So I'm only telling the story. I'm not, I know what I think from what I've read. So did the wife do it? She didn't show up for four days. Her home, her home was never searched. She was never asked for an alibi. And Paul never actually told her that his girlfriend was pregnant. Oof. You think, and you would think, like, what she had said earlier, being okay, being in an open marriage, that she'd be okay with that because, like, as long as it's not emotional. Like, you know what I mean? like Right. That, I feel like that was for her. Hmm. And he never told her about that. So, that like, that to me is, you know, kind of
0: weird. Yeah. Kinda it's a different. Kind mm-hmm. of weird. Um, yeah, I mean, and supposedly the psychic said, right, that there was, like, a woman over her like woman strangled or something like that so what if the wife like played coy with these two like worked with these two other guys you'll see okay okay okay
1: (laughs) i mean there's an opening really honestly for multiple different but there was a woman's body so i don't know but anyways Okay, okay okay Um, she said that there was Dottie had once said about her husband that they were so close that they would actually finish each other's sentences. But again, why wouldn't he have told Bonnie about the pregnancy? Like if yeah. or why wouldn't he have told Dottie about the pregnancy? If you know, like it yeah. doesn't make any sense. Yeah, no. Paul's sister claims that his wife did not approve of the open marriage and was actually super embarrassed by it. Hmm. which that was a new thing that i had read today okay this was a whole rabbit hole that i went down today by the way um yes this was not in my original story this is all from some internet sleuth the article that i read there's also rumors that with a suspicious land deal that occurred after paul disappeared that was tied to a man and his boss, who worked at Auto World in Tucson, hmm. he had told, Peter so much to this, and I tried to sum it up the best I could. So, bear, bear with me here. Yeah. He, t- <laughs> he told people that he had been up where the great Apache chief, Cochise, was buried and shot a police officer or board- border patrol agent. I guess someone with a badge. And I ask you, was that Paul? Emmanuel, an investigator, went by the auto shop and he met the owner, y- Youngquist. I don't think I'm saying that right. Um, but he immediately asked Emmanuel, the investigator, how Dottie was doing, which rubbed him the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Then, yeah, then uh, y- Youngquist says, quote, missing persons are sure hard to work, end quote. Then the investigator was ran out of the auto yard. This did not sit well with the investigators. Obviously the property mentioned was a 40 acre parcel purchased by the Youngquist business partner. And then was sold two years later. And there had been reports that perhaps his wife, Dottie was somehow involved with this business deal. Interesting. So again, there's a lot more to it, but it kind of ties the three of those people, four people actually, all in together. And just with that being said, what I envision, it's a full-on movie. Like what like it it's it's unreal to me. Like I don't it could be a movie and I don't think it's real, but this is what I see based off of that article. In my head, I see a dumb employee a uh, owner of an auto shop and a woman who has been scorned and who is upset by her husband's dis- digressions,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? So I see, maybe I don't know what was with that land deal, but maybe there's money somehow involved, and she maybe asked them to kill her husband, and he had his employee do it, who had no idea what he was doing. A movie, right? That's like such that's a movie. exactly. Yeah, it's such a what? movie, right? Why doesn't that exist?
0: That's <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let's write a movie, right? That's Jeez. and that's. I don't. I I I like theory one the most. Theory five. <laughs> oh no, sorry. We're on theory four. We're not even there yet. That's how oh many theory and there's some that I didn't even write down. Like oh, guys, wow. like come on, it's okay. insane. So theory four, the elements. Was it the train? Did he get injured somewhere, somehow on the park? Yeah. Did he die from an animal or exposure? In, you know, it gets yeah. so cold there in January. Absolutely. It snows. It snowed four days after he went missing. Um, could he have fallen down a mine
0: shaft? Oh, that's a possibility too.
1: Right. I saw one random ass report online. I'm not even sure if that you can validate this report. That's how random it was. It was on a Facebook f- post thread thingy. That he died while hand feeding a mountain lion. Oh lord. Okay. But to that I do say he did tame a, tame a crow. Touche. <laughs> he did tame Touché. a crow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> I'll throw that back in there. But come on, <laughs> thirty-five, Nicole. Aliens? Did something supernatural yes. happen? Yes, we got, we got to say it right. This pot on this podcast, we've got to acknowledge the fact that the truth is out there, guys.
0: I mean, those rocks are freaky, man. Those rocks are freaky.
1: Those rocks are super freaky. Those those hoodoos.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they're aliens. <laughs>
1: Did something supernatural happen? And again, we're gonna say it: we live in a desert. Was it a portal, a wormhole, and to another timeline, to another universe? Oh, man. And again, I don't know how much merit that's gonna have in this instance, with what we have. But I mean, it's worth considering. The truth is out there.
0: Right,
1: Mulder from X Files is hot. The truth is out oh. there. <laughs> As of today, this case is still open. He is still considered a missing persons. And due to zero evidence found, it's hard to say. It's hard. hard. His wife can't even believe that he's dead. Like, it's... But he would be about 80 now. So, I mean... I don't know. Did he go and and start a
0: new life? Did he... Here's the thing. Die. Here's like something that I was thinking about, though. For the they hired the employee theory, you know, like if they weren't like professionals, you know, like wouldn't they have left something at the scene, blood, a shoe?
1: Well, he was, and he, he was like going boasting about at like a bar, like I shot, I shot a law enforcement official, like blah 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 blah, you know run in his mouth and then I guess he was living he's living somewhere in the Midwest now and he was tracked down in this article and the guy ended up by saying that like I'm just a bullshit or that's just what reading that story that's that's just kind of where my mind went was that's the only way that I feel like you could actually tie in his wife does that make sense like
0: yeah yeah yeah.
1: to that which is what I feel like it was the article was trying to do Mm. so that's why I was kind of like, I was trying to envision it in my head. And it, I'm maybe I'm a romantic, but I just, I don't think that she, she had anything to do with this. I really do think that he witnessed, he witnessed something that he shouldn't have seen or maybe he wasn't in dr- involved with some drug smuggling.
0: Oh. It doesn't
1: make him, it doesn't make him a horrible person. No, no. I mean, not if he was. I mean, obviously, like, don't hurt anybody. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And maybe he was involved with the wrong people. And maybe he was trying to be like, don't do that to that person. To me, it just sounds like with it being so close to the border and that area was just opening up for human trafficking. I really think that he walked up on something he shouldn't have seen.
0: Yeah. Or been a part of or tried to stop something. Mm Mm-hmm. Which. It had to be professionals because to not have any like thing left over how do you do that even if you shoot somebody there's got to be a bullet
1: he was taken across the border i think or buried or left somewhere else because again the only place that was searched was the monument okay
0: which is
1: like only 16 to 18 miles long like it's not
0: yeah
1: it's not huge it just has that eight mile like one-way road in two-way road in the actual like the visitor center area. It's really small. It's so I don't small. know why they didn't Yeah, I don't know why, especially if they had helicopter and stuff like that. Like I don't know why they wouldn't have Yeah. And like I listened to a podcast too talking about this locations unknown. I don't know if you you, you would really like this podcast, Nicole. It's really good. Yeah. The guys that do it are really good. I like oh, it. the
0: comedians?
1: No, that's yeah. no, that's another one that I really like. Oh. Uh Small Town Murder. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's a good one. Nice.
1: Um but this one is it's mostly about people who go missing in our national parks.
0: Oh, okay. Cool.
1: I think you'd you'd really dig it. Um and they, I like how they always give a little information too on the national park, like before they go into the episode. Nice, just because again, like you and I really like going camping and going outdoors, and yeah. well, you and I are always kind of we gravitate, toward, like we gravitate towards these cases, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, that I, I, you'd 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 like it. Yeah, I'd
0: like Let's the little check info it out. that
1: it gives. They talk they talk about like their backpacking trips and stuff like that they do in the national nice. parks. It's good. Fun. Um, but, yeah, that's...
0: That's Paul, huh?
1: That's Paul Fugate. Yeah. I think he's part of, like, the missing 411,
0: Is if he? you've ever
1: heard of that. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. that's where I first heard about this case, actually, was an episode that kind of, like, highlighted some missing 411 cases. And, again, it's because he's he vanished without a trace. No one knows where he's at. Damn yeah
0: yeah nuts
1: well guys I think that's all we got for you tonight
0: woohoo let's get lost get lost (laughs) dang just wanted to come on here and say thank you so much for listening to our episodes and if you have a chance if you could just rate us and review on apple or spotify wherever you stream your podcast. and don't forget you can get us in your real time reactions uh, and watch our episodes on youtube so if you ever want to just see our faces come give us a looky look all right guys thanks so much bye